Thank you for having me here this morning. I thank God for his grace that he gave me traveling mercies to make it. And I thank Pastor and Sister Duran, and uh, they just don't know what that surprise uh, visit meant to me. Uh, moved out there, pandemic hit, already out there kind of feeling lonely and away from home. But that visit, um, it meant, I think, more to me than it did to them. Um, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Um, when God gave me this message about three months ago, and I called Pastor Duran and told me I had a message, and it happened to end up on Mother's Day. Uh, today, as we celebrate, let's not forget those that are suffering on this day for various reasons, for their past um, hurt and harm. We've got foster care uh, children that need mom, good moms, and um, so let's remember them. And this message that God gave me today will show each and every one that's in the sound of my voice about the mercy of God and the judgment of God and the grace of God. Um, scripture t reading for this morning um, is found in 2 Samuel 11, 1 through 5. And for note takers, this would be an awesome time to just jot down a few things to go back and read. Read the entire story of uh, David and uh, one of my favorite characters. After you get to hold that, your, your finger on 11 and uh, put your finger in 12. We're just going to go in there for a few uh, scriptures. If you don't mind this morning, please stand and uh, as we read the word of God. To, to two of my uh, good friends, Coretta Pimpleton and Dolly Hipchin, thank you for coming and supporting and uh, praying for me and for all of you all. If we have it. It happened in the spring of the year at the time when the kings go out to battle that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all of Israel, and they destroyed the people of Amnon and besieged Rabbah, but David remained in Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house, and from the roof he saw the woman was very beautiful to behold. So David inquired about the woman, and someone said, Is that not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her and laid with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity. And she returned to her house, and the woman conceived. So she sent and told David and said, I am with child. If you go to that 12, I'm just going to read that in 7, the A part. Then Nathan said to David, you are the man. Go to 12 and drop down to 13, 14, and we'll be done. So David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said to David, the Lord also has put away your sin. You shall not die. However, because by this deed you have given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. The child also who is born to you shall surely die. You may be seated. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Today's topic is anointed to give birth. Anointed to give birth. 
Let's do a character background check on King David. I don't know how much you know about him, but he's one of my favorite. As a boy, he was the eighth son of his father, Jesse. Eight is new beginnings. He was a keeper of sheep and a musician. At age 12, he was anointed by Samuel to be the next king of Israel. His weapon of choice was a slingshot and five smooth stones. He slayed a giant, a lion, and a bear. The man David, he was a renowned psalmist, a man after God's own heart, a mighty man of valor, a man of war. Saul killed his thousands, but David his ten thousands. He was hunted and hated by his predecessor, King Saul, yet David still honored and loved his king. He was compassionate. He led the people in righteousness to honor the one true God. We don't know very much about Bathsheba, but here are a few facts. She was she is most known for her biblical narrative in which she was summoned by King David, who had seen her bathing and lusted after her. She was the mother of Solomon, who succeeded David as king, making her queen mother. God's mercy is the first point that we want to take a look at. Let's revisit that word that says lust. How many things do we lust lust after? It's nothing wrong with wanting more things of God to bless you with, but when it comes obsessive, it becomes lust. Lust, sexual desires and pleasure. Lust, money. Lust, fame. Lust, lust. Climbing a corporate ladder by dishonesty and deception. World success can turn into lust. In James 1, 13 through 15, the word says, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire, which is lust. And entice. Then, when desire, lust, has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's finished and full grown, it brings forth death. In the first verse that I read, it lets us know and it gives us a hint how did a man of God, a man after God's own heart, get in this predicament? He left his position. Don't leave your position. David sent someone else out to do what he should have done. It says that it was the spring of the year and kings go out and fight battles. But David was back at the house. He sent someone to do what he was supposed to be doing. One selfish move in our lives, brothers and sisters, can change the trajectory of one's life. There was nothing wrong with him inquiring about her, although he had several wives and concubines. It wasn't a lonely thing that David was searching after. But when he was told that she was the wife of his own comrade, Uriah, who was out fighting the battle that David should have been in. 
trying to preserve trying to preserve and, and the expansion of Israel. Uriah stayed in position until his demise. He was a wiser man in this moment than David. But we were anointed to give birth to something. What will that be? Can we be uh, something positive or something negative? But God, read that whole, that whole chapter. God sent Nathan with a condemning word to David. God will always be willing to correct us. That's what his word says, that I will correct, reprove. I chasten those that I love. So God's judgment here is what we're looking at. What was David's offenses, you may have asked? He left the king's position that God had entrusted him with and sent someone else. He sinned and despised the commandment of the Lord through an adulterous act with Bathsheba. When all his plans failed to get Uriah back to the house to sleep with Bathsheba, even though she was already pregnant with child, his child. When all that failed, you know when we go do desperate measures, we do some silly things and we, things are not thought out. You've seen bank robbers that had the perfect plan in a movie, but something goes wrong, somebody dies. When we don't think things out and we don't walk in wisdom, something will get off kilter. So he resorted to Murder. David was a man of war, a man of honor. He killed his thousands and Saul killed his, uh, uh, vice versa. He killed his, Saul killed his thousands and David killed his tens of thousands. But here he sent out a death warrant on Uriah. That was the only thing that David thought he can do to get out of this situation. Then, after he killed Uriah, he married Bathsheba on who he had defiled. Sin's path of destruction is always larger and more than we can see. When Eve, Eve and Adam were tempted in the garden by Satan, it was just a tree and how it would taste. But we know today the reason why we're in our situations today is that it was more and it was bigger than the, what they saw. Amen. When sin is finished, something has to die. Lust is conceived. It brings forth sin. When sin is finished, there is death. Something has to die. And the baby that was conceived through this adulterous affair had to die, according to the word of God that Nathan spoke to David. In Proverbs 28 and 13, he who covers his sin will not prosper, but whosoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. Thank God for his mercy. Yes. David 
could have gone before the Lord, his counselors, his nations, after sleeping with Bathsheba, declaring his sin, his guilt, and his shame. But he chose the route of more deception, hypocrisy, which led further into sin. This horrific act of murder and consequences that would immediately affect his family in the year to come. The word of God says in 2 Chronicles 7.14, If my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. But this is the point. We got to turn from that thing. I, I don't know how good it is to you, but until you turn from the thing, nothing changes. He says, when you turn, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and I will heal the land. When we turn, some of us don't want to turn because we've got too much invested. We don't want to turn because we don't know how it's going to work out. We can't see what our futures will be without this thing. Whatever this thing is. Satan's got all of our numbers. He knows the vices that he used to use to trap us up. Oh, it's still down there. And he still, every now and then, raises his head and try to tempt you with that thing. I don't know about you, but I used to smoke 42 years ago when I got pregnant with her. I hadn't had a cigarette and desired a cigarette in 42 years. But when the pandemic hit, what did I think that I wanted to go to? Because I was nervous and anxious. A cigarette. Can't stand cigarette smoke. Today, sin will always cost you more than we are willing to pay. Always cost you more. Have you ever been glad to be exposed in something that you did wrong? You're really growing in grace and wisdom when you can say, think about the movie when the fugitive is running days and days and days and he's hungry, he's tired, and then he goes and just surrender because he's tired. Think about the long walk home when you, your mother has gotten a call from the teacher that you've been clowning in class. Take, a long, take the long road home. Because you knew judgment was coming once you got back to the house. David had to be relieved to be exposed because all the attempts to cover it up had to be exhausting. You know, if you tell one lie, you got to remember that lie. Then then you got to remember another lie. Then you got... It's exhausting. Although man is forgiven by God for his sin, There are still consequences for the sin that we will still have to pay. But God says, I will never, never leave you nor forsake you. Thanks be to God. He he says, even though we're wrong, we've got to pay these circumstances. Pay for these circumstances and these consequences. He says, when you walk through water, I'll be with you. When you walk through the river, it won't overtake you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. Not even a flame will kindle against you as long as I'm with you. If you abide in me, I'll abide in you through the process. 
but he draws us. When he stopped drawing you, there is a bigger problem. He's giving you over to a reprobate mind. Lord, continue to correct me anytime you get ready. Continue to convict me. Don't turn me over to a reprobate mind. We are anointed to give birth to something. Is it sin or is it life? Is it sin or is it life? The grace of God says, I don't understand it. But there is no searching of his understanding. See, see, his thoughts are so much higher than my thoughts. I, I can't understand how, how he gave somebody else grace until I went through my own thing. Because of God's grace, David was still able to give birth. What did he give birth to, you ask? Psalms 51. That just wraps it all up. If David hadn't have gone through what he went through, can you imagine him pending words like, wash me and I'll be whiter than snow. Purge me with hyssop. I'll teach transgressors the way. Against thee only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. Nothing but pressure on an olive brings the oil. So sometimes we've got to go under the pressure to get the oil. How did he give birth? When the first child died, David got up and he readied himself and he went to worship God. He birthed praise. The child died, but uh, uh, David fell into an intimacy with the father. He was intimate with Bathsheba, but it led him to be intimate with the father. You know he was still a man after God's own heart. David expanded the boundaries of Israel from 6,000 to 60,000 square miles. Is that favor? Everywhere he touched, all the land became his because God gave him the power and the spirit and the wisdom to fight the enemies around that territory. David and Bathsheba, don't throw her away. Don't throw David away yet. As we forgive others, that's how God forgives us. With that same measure that we measure against someone else is how God measures and deals with us. That's a scary thing when we think about some of the people that we have not forgiven in our lives. David and Bathsheba conceived again. Glory to God. And they gave birth to who? Solomon, whose name means wisdom and peace. And he succeeded his father as king. What kind of God? There is no searching for his his understanding. Then, the greatest gift of all, Jesus came down through 42 generations. Why was David and Solomon included in that lineage? Because of the grace of God. The unmerited, unmerited favor of God. 
We don't understand it. We get so overwhelmed when he does, when he opens a door for us, knowing that we're undeserved. David, a man of God's own heart. I want to tell you today that, that God is still doing a new thing. He is still birthing in us today. It wasn't because we were so good that almost 600,000 Americans died of one virus. Why are we still here? Because we are anointed to give birth. This is God uh, refreshing. I, I don't understand it. Maybe we'll ask when we get there, but this is how God runs things. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. God is saying, maybe you're questioning today, how can I give birth on the things that I've done, the things that I've got in my past? He said, shall I bring you to the time of birth and not cause delivery? Says the Lord, shall I who cause delivery shut up your wound? No. That's not our loving God. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. He says that, behold, I want to do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth? Shall you not know it? I will make a way in the wildernesses and rivers in the desert. Being confident is this very thing. I don't know where you started. Being confident of this very thing that who he who began a good work in us, We'll perform it, we'll complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. We can give glory for that because I, 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 I haven't always been, but I ain't what I was. I am what I am now, but, but there's a future coming that expected end that he's calling me to. I haven't seen it, but every now and then I behold and look in a glass and I grow from glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. As I close today, I want to leave every woman with with this poem and the words of this poem. You, You don't have to recite it out loud, but you can just recite it in your mind. This is to give you strength that it ain't over yet. The old people said, as long as I've got uh, blood running warm in my veins, that I can start all over again. We can cancel some appointments today. We can, we can block some numbers today, y'all. Single ladies, if you don't have a husband that honors you, mind the things of God. We waiting. The last time I looked, it said, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. That means I ain't got to go out looking. If you're married, honor that husband. Husband, honor that wife and allow her to become everything that God wants her to become. He's a jealous God. Don't let him move you out the way so he can get to what God has promised. So this little closing that I have, by God's grace, I am a woman of courage, a woman of strength. A woman of self-discipline, a woman of diligence, a woman of wisdom and discernment, a woman of compassion, a woman of beauty, true beauty, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, 
a woman who loves much because she has been forgiven much. A woman who takes refuge in God alone. A woman of valor who does not run from the battle, but run to it. Fearlessly, relentlessly, determined through her obedience to de defeat the enemies and bring victory to herself and her people. To the glory of God and his eternal kingdom. This is by Christian Ditchfield. So I just want to speak a blessing over every woman today, no matter where you are. But if you need a savior, let's start there. If you need a savior, if your life is just so, what you think is a mess, that God can turn it into a miracle. Ask the woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. She had a divine interruption with God. They wanted to stone her, and they rightly so, because she had done that act. But notice they only brought the woman. It was to meet Jesus. And they told her, go ahead and stone her. That's what the Moses law says. But after thinking about it, one by one, they turned and they walked away. And he says, daughter, where are your accusers? And she says, I see it. I see none. He said, go and sin no more, that your sins are forgiven. Women, we are on the, the forefront. We are being attacked on every hand. They're attacking our brothers. They're attacking us. But we can stand fastly, fastly in prayer for the home, for our children, I don't know about you, but I'm praying more and more and more for my, my children because of this world is just like gone nuts and crazy. But God's saying that I will give you the protection. I will give you the peace that passes all understanding. All you have to do is put your request out to me, your supplications through prayer and supplication. So, Father, right now, if it's anyone in this room that needs a savior, anyone in the sound of my voice that needs a savior, if they want to repent right now, God, we open these doors of our hearts. We ask them to repeat this, this, this simple prayer. God, I am a sinner and I am in need of a savior. God, forgive me for the things that I have done in the flesh. Forgive me for the things that I have thought. Forgive me and allow me to start all over again today, Lord. And God, we trust you that you will do a new thing in them. We trust you that they will come into some church where they can continue to grow and mature as a woman of God. And God, for those that don't even have a will and a desire to turn from those things, God, we pray for them too. We pray, oh God, that something will happen. Something will cause them to stop and say, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to be recommitted back to you? 
So God, we thank you for the things that you're going to do in the spirit. We thank you for the reports, oh God, that you're going to do for the breaking down of strongholds on our women, our families, our men, Lord Jesus. And we thank you and we we will forever give you the praise, the with the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name and for your sake. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Minister Starr. Thank you so very much. Awesome word from the Lord. Anointed. Everybody say anointed. anointed. To give birth. Anoint it to give birth. Remember that, man. Put it down. Write it down. Remember you anointed to give birth. God created you to be a blessing. Just know God created you to be a blessing. He gave, he anointed you with his Holy Spirit to give life to someone. That's why he told Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the belly, I already knew you and already ordained your life. We were anointed to give birth, and Satan is trying to block it. Satan is trying to stop it. He's coming at every angle. Don't give room to the enemy. Don't give any room to the enemy. Walk in your anointing. Trust God. Walk in righteousness. Spend time in prayer. Devote your life to God. Know it is important that Satan is trying to attack on every. He's trying to attack our mental. Our emotions, our physical, he's doing things, he's messing with our families. But no weapon, no weapon formed against us will prosper. Thank you so very, very much. Amen. This is an opportunity for everyone to be a blessing to the kingdom. Uh, we actually